0: Hey,
1: Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody DelMendo, and Mr. Corey Friedman in here after an 8-3 Cubs win. The Cubs take the highly hyped, much-awaited Justin Steele revenge game. Are we <laughs> the only idiots that we're calling it that? Yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> just confirming that is true. Yeah, we were. <laughs> uh, steel was not bad, but there were a lot of really, really good things in this game. It was actually, as far as a Cubs-Reds game, two cellar dwellers going at it at Wrigley Field. It was a fun game to watch.
2: I Yeah, as I said, the last time I was in studio, they lost by 19-5. Not 14. Uh, so being here for a win, watching with the boys as they win. Justin Steele, a very nice outing. Yes, a much more pleasant evening.
1: You know, I, I, I mean, let's go through the guys that really, I mean, you could go through four or five when we get to who you got. But really, Contreras was a star. Morrell was a star. And we talked about the lineup going into this game that Morrell had struggled with strikeouts going into it. We even talked about the possibility like what happens if these four three, four strikeout games continue to pile up. Is there a point at which the Cubs would consider, you know, sending them to triple A? We mentioned it last night. They move him down to the lineup just like Cody suggested last night. Try that first. Sure enough, first he responds with the great throw to home plate. Right? Defensively he gets it done. That might play. be the
3: play of the game, yeah. honestly. It
1: was the play of the game, definitely. Yeah. The the reaction from Contreras, the reaction from Steele, the crowd, uh, the crowd, all fired up, and then he, you know, he did a nice job at the plate too, including that home run, which I'm still not sure. I, I think it left the ballpark.
3: I thought it did. It looked like it. It was uh, somehow, some way, it wasn't the hardest hit baseball tonight. Uh, Wilson Contreras did that, but he did hit it the farthest, 429 feet. Uh, I would say that whether that's in or out of the ballpark, that's that's still very far. Yeah. <laughs> So
1: (laughs) I I have a joke there that I'm just going to let go by, but there's, there's definitely a joke that could be said about the hardest hit ball. Uh. (laughs) And anyway, anyway, um, no, he was, he was so good. And and it's like, that's why you don't have knee jerk reactions and sending guys down because small things can happen. Baseball is such a strange sport. It can flip around the next day. He might struggle tomorrow and strike out three times. If he's in the lineup, we don't know, but these are the reasons that you like him so far in a Cubs uniform. It's his energy. It's his plate approach when he's when he's on. It's his defense. Uh, it's the way he's playing the game. All of it. I, I, yeah. I, I like to see him in the lineup, and I want to see him in the lineup every day.
2: When I liked what David Ross said, I think, before the game today, talking about moving him down in the order – you know, he pointed out kind of exactly what you're saying, that every day, even as he's been struggling, he's the same guy, bringing the energy, bringing the approach, you know, fist-bumping the umpire. He He's still <laughs> the same guy, even as he was going through those struggles. And you move him down, you take the pressure off, and, you know, we see it sort of pay dividends right away. And you alluded to it, but when you look at the box score, he did strike out once tonight, but that was after... <laughs> He fouled wow, the ball. Yeah. He was just trying to in, get off into the... his crotch. Yeah. So I, yes. the CHGO Cubs podcast. We're not counting that strikeout. All right. You got to These are the things you can't pick up in the box score, Luke. It doesn't tell you. I know. You need the context there. But so I'm calling that a no strikeout game. He had a couple hits, and the play in the field is another one of those reasons why you really want to let him battle through those strikeout issues because you see he's a guy who's bringing something on the field every night, whether he's hitting the ball or not. That was an electric play that was huge for Justin Steele's outing, that double play there. He was in a jam, got him right out of it, pumped everybody up. Really nice to see from Christopher morell
1: And, you know, I made a mistake here. We should have texted Ryan Herrera, who hopefully will join us later. I should have texted him the minute it happened. I do want to know if he was wearing a cup, Yeah, Christopher Morell because I'm telling you, like, teams from the last, like, 15 years, like – that doesn't exist a lot in baseball. Like, major, a lot of major leaguers do not feel comfortable wearing a cup, just like you would tell any little leaguer, like, wear a cup. A lot of these guys just, you know, they, they do not do it. And that was a reason why I would suggest, no matter how uncomfortable it is, maybe he should. But I'd be curious what his answer would be. I, I really would like to know, man, that looked painful.
3: Yeah, not great. Baseball one, Christopher Morrell's nuts, zero. Uh, I, I I mean, watching that replay was uh, brutal, bro. Like, <laughs> I can't believe
1: he stayed in the game. Like, Honestly, he took he a, a healthy like, cut oh, on that
2: strikeout, too, when he know, finally got mean, up. And,
1: and then to go in the field afterwards is what I'm saying. Like, the yeah. game is over. And even if it's not, the score really doesn't matter long term. Like, wouldn't you just take a breather and be like, I think I'm good for the rest of the day?
3: Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, it, maybe, it, maybe it missed. But, like, it's still in, a, in an area. area. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: you're, you right, you're
2: right. You're we'll like, right. We'll get Brendan to do a full analytical breakdown of the Hopefully the Ryan
3: Herrera gets all the details, but not, like, too many details. We don't. That's right. You know, just, <laughs> we, we just want to know if he details. was wearing a cuff. Yeah. Just yeah, want to know if exactly. he wearing a cuff. Um, I like Shane's comment. He says, Stucky's win. Hashtag Stucky's win.
1: <laughs> Is he talking about who you got? Because we'll get to that.
3: No, no, I don't think he's talking about who you got. Oh, no. Well, he could be. Uh, Brennan also says he's on it, so.
1: <laughs> 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 he's you know, on the case. Uh, and not surprising that the chat, Mike Dubbs and, and, and a bunch of people already on there saying, extend Wilson Contreras. Every time oh, he has yeah, a man. game like this, I mean, he was great. Three for four, two doubles. Homer. Home run, yeah. two, two RBI, RBI. Um, hit by a pitch. He didn't run out of the box on that last one because he thought he had a second homer. Yeah. But,
2: I mean, man. Well, and you love the, like, on the morell throw, too. You know, Steele yes. was pumped up, but you love, you know, that's the other thing that you always see from Wilson is it doesn't matter how many games under 500 they are. It doesn't matter how far out they are. They make a play like that, especially he knows that's morell He knows yeah. that's a big play for him. He's been struggling. The reaction that Wilson has back there is is one of those things beyond just him being, uh, you know, one of the best catchers in baseball, like, he brings that energy. He loves this team. He loves his teammates. And you see it on plays like that. Like, that stuff does matter.
1: Yeah. Oh, Shane's clarifying that people in the chat are stuckies because I said, if Jim Rome has clones, we need to come up with something for the chat because everybody in the chat's as much a part of the show as we are. So that's why I don't think it really should be stuckies.
2: I'm, we, I'm, I'm I a don't. stuckie. Can I be one or oh, I have to yeah, be in the no, chat? No, you can be oh, one.
1: Okay. I just... I just don't know. I've never been able to figure out what it should be, but we need to come up with something Stucky for the squad. chat because everybody in the chat deserves it. Like they're on, they're here every night. Stucky Squad. It's good alliteration, right?
2: No, not feeling it. I, uh, I, uh, squad's too new school. We got to come up for, with something, for Luke.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just letting. It, I'm letting it roll. If they want to call it the Stuckies, the grandkids. Whatever. The grandkids. You know, whatever.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. Right.
3: Uh, Mike Dubbs. My good buddy, he says his, uh, Wilson's homer was his 600th hit in the majors, and said after the game he hopes to get to hit 2,000 with the Cubs. So I too would like to see that, but do the Cubs? Do the Cubs actually want to see that? We will see after August 2nd. But yeah, I'm not trying to get negative right away, but it's rapidly approaching. Yeah.
1: Uh, Katie says, 8-3 at home with homers from Morrell and Contreras on Pride Night. The gay Cubs fans are living. I am living.
2: Hell yeah. There you go, Katie.
1: Isaac. Isaac Her says, vibes are immaculate right now. Yeah. Uh, Isaac says, I'm a Stucky and proud to be one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Put that on a shirt. <laughs> I'm a Stucky. <laughs> and I'm proud to be one. <laughs> yeah.
1: I. I mean, I should even get one of those maybe. You are stucky. Oh, uh, oh I anyways, it. I mean, it was it was a fun game. Like l- literally, everything about it was fun until the the lame home run at the end, which didn't mean anything. But yeah, Fabian got a lot of play tonight. You guys weren't a fan. Well, I, 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 I told you, I don't care how people want a cub. I just <laughs> thought it seemed like a lot of cutaway shots. There
3: was a lot of cutaway shots. To him. he got his he got his fame. <laughs> oh, I no mean. Doubt. I we we didn't have well we had the volume up pretty loud but we were also talking and laughing and yeah like it was a rare night where we're not just sitting there and I'm thinking about how pissed off I am about how we're gonna sell the entire team or yeah we didn't even consider or, ice cream today. Yeah, we didn't consider ice cream. like I, it was a rare a like feel you good <laughs> like a few times it, yeah. actually it, yes yeah, multiple vibes times were, I vibes were vibes were high the vibes here. were good vibes were yeah. good and so I wasn't thinking about you know all that and then you know. So no, I, it, so
1: Morrell was great. Contreras was great. And, Corey, you talked about in pregame, you wanted the eye test to determine whether or not Steele had a good game. Did you see enough for it to be another good start for him? I would say, yeah.
2: I Agreed. think five innings, six hits, one earned. You know, the three walks, I mean, that's clearly sort of that, uh, you know, uh, one of the hurdles for him to get over is cutting down those walks. There was definitely a few moments in the game where he clearly was battling his command. The fastball especially was leaking high. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he threw a lot of really nice sliders, had, a, uh, you know, the six strikeouts, five innings, uh, five plus. You know, he came out, Efros uh, came into the, the dirty inning. But again, like I think you look at tonight and last night with Keegan, and overall, you know, looking at their line, they're not perfect nights They're not, uh, you know, complete game shutouts or anything like that, but they are young pitchers that you developed, giving you competitive starts that are giving you opportunities to win games, which I think is what we're going for here. They've got a few months more in this season to continue making adjustments, but if you can get to a place by the end of the year, and I think you've seen it with them recently, like you don't need them to be guys who are going to go win a Cy Young. If they develop into that, great. But you're just looking for, can we have two guys that are going to be in this rotation next year that are going to help us win games? And the body of work that we've seen from them for the majority of this year, I think the answer is yes to that question.
1: Yeah, that's well said. I mean, I just, again, want to see it in the second half of the season as yeah, well. absolutely. I want to see it continue for the full year, and then you'd feel pretty good about both those guys being in the rotation next year, doesn't matter who else is in it or where they're at in the rotation, but those would be two starts a week that you'd feel pretty good about who was going to the Yeah, mound. and
2: I think, like, you know, another thing, too, especially as you talk about seeing them continue it, I don't have it in front of me, so I will admit to not knowing this exactly, but they both must be approaching or have already passed their career high in innings pitched or pitches thrown. It We must be somewhere near there, I would think, for both of them. So it is going to be interesting to see how they manage that workload and how the two of them, you know, continue to kind of push through that as they enter territory that they have not really been in at the major league level.
1: I just, you know, and and as far as Thompson goes, I mean, at this point, I don't think they're putting him back in the role that he was really, really good at, right? Like, they're going to have spots for him to pitch in the rotation, and I think they're exploring that the rest of the season even if there's some bumps along the road, I don't think he's going back to it was a great role, but I think I think there's a much better chance that he stays as a starter the rest of the season, and I'm okay with that.
3: Yeah, I agree. Uh, looking on uh, baseball savant, Justin Steele, 11, swing and misses tonight. Uh, six strikeouts, a lot of them came early. Uh, shout out to my bank account. Thank you, Justin. Uh, but also, um, yeah, I mean, the walks uh, – who knows? I mean, came out with 84 pitches. So, it is kind of, I don't know. Maybe he could have gone deeper. Is is very similar to Thompson last night, like we're saying, you know. But, uh, you know, I guess it's – I would have loved to see him get through that clean inning that David Bodie had the two errors and then see where that pitch count is and then – and
2: then move forward, right? They didn't give him an error on either. Of I those. don't, I so, cannot yeah. believe it. should have been. They were, I mean, they were. The errors. second <laughs> yeah. one is for sure like the fact that that's a hit against Steel is a crime.
3: Yeah. So, is what it is. I mean, there's a few people in the chat that are like, one person said if the fact that five innings is a great start is, is sad. I mean, well, in this day and age, it, it just is. Uh, if you can get five strong, five or six strong out of your starter, that's solid. And also, Justin Steele is still young. He's still going, working through the motions and stuff and trying to yeah. become, he's trying to solidify a spot in the rotation for the future. And I, I said it in pregame, he had a really good month of June coming into tonight yep. outside of his last start that really... It was blowing up because Jonathan VR sucks at defense. Two and so,
2: zero with a three point zero three ERA in the month of June.
3: Right. So now tonight gives up the one the one earned. Shout out to Scott Efros for you know, not for, for doing what Rowan Wick couldn't do last exactly. night. Exactly. And he he has an ERA from at four point three nine. Like, for a young pitcher like Justin Steele, I understand the stats at the end of the day really don't matter. You want to see results. You want to see how he does from the beginning to the end. And, you know, once you get a good roster surrounded for him defensively and, and offensively, then you can start to look at the numbers. But at this moment, I mean, he's, he's putting himself in position to really be a, ma- a major factor in the rotation next year. Yes, we need to see more. Yes, we got. We can't just jump and assume he's going to be in the rotation next year right now, but June was his be- Has was far and away his best month oh, yeah. of his career as a starter at least. So, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm very encouraged from what we're seeing from him and. Yeah. He excites me.
2: And I I think, you know, it's it's five, uh, five innings isn't a great start. Right. It's, yeah, Michael and Shane are talking about it in the chat. Is it a great start? It, no, and, and start? I and, and I don't think any appearance. of us meant it that way. The, we're I'm I'm looking at him and Thompson through a lens of only those two guys, not in the context of major league baseball Correct. or anything. Uh, right. Especially the two of them You know, even going back to last year, they've both been in different roles. They've been stretched out. They've been going short. Like, this is about progress for them. This is not about, does the line tonight look like Jacob deGrom's? That's not the point. The point is, are these guys making progress and are we getting closer to answering the question of, yes, these guys are major league starters. They belong in our rotation. And I think the five innings that we saw from Steele, even though you want more, Cody mentioned he only threw 84 pitches. You'd like him to get more. You'd like him to go through there, cut down those three walks. But this is... This is progress. This is all building toward that body of work. And I know somebody asked about his uh, FIP. It's 3.52. His ERA is 4.39 on the season, which, if you're into those metrics, suggests that his ERA may be a little unlucky, could be a little lower. Depends on, you know, how much you believe in those things and and what you're looking at. But a 3.5 FIP for someone who might be a back end of the rotation starter, like you're definitely going to take that all day.
1: And yeah. going back to what you said in pregame, it's an eye test. Again, you're just what you said, we're not comparing him to the best pitchers in baseball. It's individual progress that you're looking for in both of these guys. Both are making that progress this season. There's no denying they've each made a big step in their progress as Major League pitchers. And the eye test tells you so far that they belong at this level. Like, that. that's all I was really looking for this season was just to decide, do they belong at this level? Not even as just starters. Relievers, starters, middle-of-the-game guys. I I don't care where you put them. I just wanted to know that they were Major League pitchers. And so far, everything I've seen, minus a couple stray games here and there, the body of work tells me so far that, yes, they are definitely not just Major Leaguers, but potentially good major leaguers. Yeah.
2: And because this is also that time, like, especially with Thompson, um, I know Brendan and Cody over, or Brendan and Ryan over at com teamed up for a, a really great piece on Keegan Thompson's slider. Um, but that's an example of something. And, and Steele, you know, is not added a pitch like that in the, you know, recent uh, past, but that's also part of what these guys are doing. You're you're looking at these outings like they're trying to grow and go to that next level Thompson it's a clear example when he adds a new pitch that's generating whiffs and looks like a, another plus pitch that he's added but it's also true for Justin Steele that like these starts are also their their experiments their work they're they're trying to piece things together so it's not like we keep saying it's it's more about the eye test and the growth it's not necessarily about the results but in most years like you'd take five innings of yeah. what did I what did he give up One One run, one run. Taking that all day, you know. Turn it over to the bullpen
1: early on. He had a lot of strikeouts going, and then he lost a little bit of that command. You were talking about,
3: but and again, that's been his biggest problem. When he'll have a random inning where the command is not there, and it's usually in the third or fourth inning, more often than not. And if he's able to go deep into games, like the few starts we saw him go seven, he didn't have that issue. So.
2: It's also part of, part you of the know, process. He as he walks those guys, that's also, you know, there's sort of the give and take there, right? He's, when he's battling his command, is often falling behind and maybe walking guys. The alternative to that is he can fight through the command and throw the ball over the middle of the plate and get rocked. Right. He's avoiding that. So, you know, th- that that is one way to kind of stay out of that. So it's not the worst thing in the world. You'd rather him walk a couple guys than start serving up meatballs.
1: Yeah. Um, Michael... Uh, saying in the chat, hopefully Caleb can fix his problems in the minors. Maybe come up after the All Star Game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any question that we would expect that he'll be back either after the All Star Game or trade deadline. One of the two. Like,
3: I would guess trade deadline personally, but yeah, I, I, I would
1: agree that's more likely. But I mean, mm-hmm. injuries or something else comes up, or they that's trade true. some guys early before the trade deadline. It's possible that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think the expectation is certainly that you'll see Caleb Killian at the major league level again this season. Uh, Cody, one other great thing about Steele is he made you some cash.
3: He did. If you had the over on four and a half strikeouts tonight, you're a winner. Also, (laughs) I said on CHGO bets daily today Nico Horner, or two plus total bases, hit a, uh, what, two run double? That, I guess, I. At one point, it was the difference in the game, and then Brandon Dury hit a homer in the ninth inning. But whatever. <laughs> he, had, he, was, he had a great game tonight, so if you took that and you listened to the Bet Show, congratulations. You're on your way to becoming a millionaire. Anyway, made these bets over on PointsBet, my favorite app. I open it every morning, like I say. And uh, I love it so much because it's the best way to support CHGO. When you download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO, When you sign up, if you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Look at that Brendan just wrote a really good article about Keegan Thompson, I I believe. And also these shirts that we're showing you on on the screen right now. Drip, sick drip. Great swag. I'm telling you, just depositing 50 bucks into your PointsBet account using the, and using the code CHGO, you get so much. I mean, why haven't you already done this if you haven't? Like, it is a steal. Again, $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the, C, the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. You're home for live in-play betting. Just got even better. See an edge in the game you were watching. Is your favorite team prime for a comeback? For once, the Cubs were not trailing ever in this game, I don't believe. So you didn't have to live bet them tonight. But perhaps, I know the Sox are down right now, I believe. Yeah. you Live bet them right now. Maybe they come back and uh, you can just soak in some, some money if they, if they do win. Um, don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, the faster live cash-outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit. Stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services.
1: By the way, Cody, uh, summertime Cody in full effect today. Not only did his bets... Make him some cash, you know. They delivered some money. He rolled in here. T- First of all, I, I wake up this morning. I open up the apps, you know, and <laughs> there's Cody on a boat cruising through the harbors in Chicago. He's, he's on the boat. Then I come into work. He's complaining about his suntan. He's, oh, I'm too tan. I got tan lines. Look at the tan lines from my watch. Then he showed me the floral shorts. He came in on his scooter today. <laughs> Living the boat life.
3: Uh, do you do you do you uh, do you wish you could live vicariously through me, Stucky? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And I, I'm not saying just, that to boost just for myself. The Jord- off. Just for the Jordans just, alone, in oh, the salmon the- jacket. Okay. <laughs> just That's fair. The low,
1: the lows. I mean, the boat life. You
3: know. Boat life. It's good. It's good to have throw
1: a, throw a buddy a line. You it's know,
2: it's uh, good to have a boat guy, like. It is, I mean, you do need that in Chicago. Uh, I don't, I don't have, no, one, that's one of the best. I'm things only you can a degree a away with, <laughs> we're both a degree away. And they're the Cody, ones paying so. for the
1: gas, all of it, you know, mm-hmm. the fuel for sure. Um, Brendan likes my tan. Brendan says so. Cody's tan looks fantastic. Thank you. As good as Nico Horner's. Mm, mm. No
3: doubtful. Tough
1: question for Brendan. Um, and you started your day with Strava craft coffee.
3: Oh, I did. Huh? Started my day, yeah. and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna end my day perfectly because Strava, upped it. Right, pu- it, put took it up that next notch and made my day incredible.
1: It's a foundation for your day.
3: It is, you absolutely, know? I agree.
1: The first line right here: want to start your day with a competitive edge? That's like describing Cody's life right there. <laughs> Boom, he did it. Strava <laughs> CBD coffee is a game changer and has helped thousands of people improve their. Overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh-roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you. Feel alert and focused without the jitters. Pay attention, Corey, who's always bouncing his foot over here, bouncing his foot. Live your day more balanced, less anxiety, fewer aches and pains. That answers to me a little bit. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. Who doesn't want that? Here's the best part. Strava's all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh and shipped straight to your door. Offers a full concentrated spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for the more traditional CBD format as well. You can get that if you want it. CHGO listeners have 25% off their entire purchase right now using the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Use the code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer and if you already love Strava, go ahead and subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. You're in control. Save on your favorite coffees. Have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. So you
3: are all in on this. I am. I uh, got the sampler. You get like three different kinds Used Is that strength level yeah I think so yeah, yeah. and uh use the I used the promo code got got I can't remember the price but it was under 30 25% off yeah, yeah I got 25% off under $30 for the entire for the entire thing that I got I
1: think it was pretty solid did you take any for your, your boat buddy
3: no. No, no. I no, ain't sharing. You I gotta keep sharing. that, yeah. You can't you share. hang on to yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Even for the boat. I he's brought, a friend, but brought, he's not that I close. Brought, of a I brought I brought <laughs> snacks and I brought some <laughs> I brought some 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 spotty cows for him. Oh, by the way, I lost my uh my cooler. Like oh. I, I had a cooler that had alcohol in it and I it it must have flew out of the boat or something. We <laughs> we couldn't find it. I What? Yeah, yeah. I, I we all were like kind of mind blown after, like when they went to drop me and my girlfriend off at the dock, and before we got back, we were all trying to find it. We we, we couldn't find it. I have no idea what happened well, to thank, it. Well, thank goodness it wasn't a person. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was literally just about Tommy? to
0: say that. I was like, "What else did you lose? Yeah. <laughs> like, did you check Anybody everything?" Maybe seen Tommy?
1: Not in a couple hours. <laughs> he was with the cooler last time I saw him.
3: Yeah.
0: Swimming with the fish.
3: Yeah.
1: That's like that. Poor went out
3: for that random uh, that one last spot.
1: Of, That's one of those uh, great viral videos that's always out on the internet where there's like a group of people in a speedboat that's just one of those super massive speedboats Uh that just blow the water out of the lake and they're all bouncing all of a sudden they hit a wave and they're all like people are knocked out cold.
3: And that's kind (laughs) of like what we came up with because this boat like we went from the Belmont Harbor all the way over to like... North Avenue, so, like, the playpen is what they call oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And See,
1: Cody was in the playpen with his floral <laughs> yeah. shorts and his salmon tank today. We were
3: vibing, okay? okay, yeah. Uh, Luke knows. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the boat, like, they, they, he, my friend's dad, he, he just put that thing at full speed. and Boom. I just can't believe we didn't hear it fall out of the boat or anything. Was the name of the boat, Suck My Wake?
1: You guys don't even know that. It's The Great Outdoors. It's a great boat name. Okay, Wake is the, the waves that it may, creates out the back. Uh, John Candy movie. Kids, look it up. If you've never seen The Great Outdoors, you, you've never even heard of the movie, have you?
2: I'm familiar with John Candy, but I uh, know. <laughs> Cody and I are the same age, so you're... you're I've never heard please, of it. Please, somebody in yourself. the chat,
1: tell me you've seen The Great Outdoors. My dad will probably be mad that I have Yeah, I'm sure we're going to get I'm slander guessing, here yeah. in the chat. Uh can it's we San Aykroyd and John Candy. I'm familiar. Need to okay. it's a you gotta be able to find it on demand. We'll somewhere.
2: do CHGO movie night. Ooh. I can't. Can believe. we uh can move we on? S- yeah, can, well <laughs> then we got more slander.
3: <laughs> we have more slander to Who talk we about.
1: Oh. oh. What was the slander?
3: Well we gotta talk about Albert Almora. Oh, you want to
1: talk about it? I want to talk about it. All Albert right, let's Almora. talk about it. So Albert Almora, obviously now playing for the Reds and he was on with Bruce Levine. He was interviewed by Bruce Levine today. His interview was played on the Spiegel and Parkin show. And basically, he was talking about his time with the Cubs and how it just didn't develop into what he wanted it to be, right? He's talking about some of the failures. Before we even set it up, I will say, remember, he did have a key role in Game 7 in the World Series. He did help win you a World Series. However, he wasn't happy about the way it ended. This is him with Bruce Levine explaining what he feels went wrong with the Cubs.
3: Bruce, about Jason Hayward, Bruce Levine talked to Albert Almora. How he described his time with the Cubs was fairly interesting here.
4: It was a little uh, muddy waters just because they, they, you know they wanted me to hit the ball in the air more. And then... You know, it, it was just, uh, like, I was young. I'm, I'm still young, but they they wanted me to do these things, and I honestly didn't feel like it was explained in the right terms for me at that time in my career. So, uh, you know, it, it, you're in the middle of, like, I, I want to stay the same player, but I want to do as I'm told, and I want to obviously play. And uh, then I started, you know, not having the opportunities and, uh, to play a lot. And, you know, it's just so... It's just like you said. I was just in the mix of it, and uh, for a couple years there, I was kind of lost. Just I just lost who, who I was. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. I felt like I had 15 different hitting stances in a month. Uh, I just it, it, it was a tough, tough, dark time. I didn't know if I would ever get out of it, and it took some, um, really, some grit, some determination. A lot of close people to me to, to, you know, remind me who I was and what type of player I was, and. And obviously a lot of determination and, uh, and will from my end to, to not let the game beat me and not let the, you know, because everybody gets put through these kinds ty- of ringers and types of uh, obstacles, but um, I just felt like I had to just keep going. So obviously I would say, you know,
1: the main takeaway for me is that he's, there's not a ton of accountability. Like he's not taking much of the blame. Fifteen batting stances in what did he say? A week. That's what he claims. Yeah.
3: Luke, can I go first? Or uh, you, yeah, I go I, ahead. I, I, I,
2: listen, I, however I, you want to do it. I think you, <laughs> we're all. I think we're all on the same page. So if you want to, if you want to hit this all first, I'm, that's all. You. All
3: I'm going to say is that Albert Almora, first round pick, didn't come up until sixteen. His role with, in the with the 2016 Cubs was. Very, he he was a bench guy. He was a guy who'd come in and play defense. I mean, and this is kind of like a reminder that in sixteen he was a off the bench. He was out, a defensive replacement. Rarely got any at bats mm-hmm. at all, and that's it. And then in seventeen and eighteen, he started getting more opportunities. Um, in eighteen, I think is the year that he, you thought he was going to put it all together. He had a great first half, and then it all felt like for some – well, the entire Cubs offense fell apart in the second half of 2018, but he really fell off in the second half. I mean, I remember in the first half of 2018, people were saying we should write him in for the All-Star game. That's how good he was in the first half of 2018. Um, now, 2019, I mean, I think Corey said it when we were talking off air about it. You led off like 40 games and they were desperate to find a lead off. Yeah, guy. they were desperate. And like, he w- didn't play well. He, you even started to see some of the bad come from his defense too. And that was the one thing you could always rely on him for. I'm not saying that the Cubs coaching staff didn't play a part in his development, not working out but to to bluntly blame the the cubs coaching staff for all of his issues and stuff is just like it's an unneeded jab. Yeah. It it truly is an unneeded jab because it's not like the cubs didn't give him the opportunity. That guy got so many at-bats in 2019 that honestly he didn't deserve Ian Happ spent the entire 2019 season in AAA basically. And I know Ian Hap had a really bad spring in that 2019 season and it kind of came off that he had came into camp, you know, just assuming that he was going to play and or something like that. I know that was kind of a narrative. But, like, Ian Hap, we've talked about it plenty of times. He's had his ups and downs. The roller coaster, it's, it's never been linear for him until this year. Like, so who gets the credit for Ian Hap figuring it out? Is it Ian Happ? Yes it, or or is it the coaching staff? You can't like I, that's kind of the point. The Cubs have had plenty of good players that have struggled at times and then turned into really good hitters and they've had vice versa where ones didn't work out. So to me, yes, there is some blame when it comes to hitting coaches and and, and whatever coaching you want to you want to call it. but at the same time, it's Major League Baseball. You either perform or not. And if you don't perform, they will find your replacement. At the end of the day, they will do it. I just think what Almora's quote is, whether he means to to really jab or not, I just think it was very unneeded. And it's not like he's mashing the baseball with the Reds. Congratulations on being the starting right fielder for the Reds, okay? Like – that's the only thing that really bothers me about it. Like, if he was having an insane year, I'd, I'd honestly actually be happy for him just because he finally figured it out and he was, a like, a top draft pick. But he's not even really doing anything with the Reds either. So, I don't really know where this narrative of him figuring it out is. So, yeah. I just, now, this entire situation, that quote and everything, it's kind of just t- changed my – my idea of him, or his, my perspective of him, again, thankful for his contributions in 2016, but like again, an unneeded, ja- an unneeded jab, absolutely, an, an unneeded jab.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, as you kind of led off with, like he had a huge moment in the 2016 World Series Game Seven. He made a great catch in that game in San Francisco. They end mm-hmm. up losing that game, but that would have been you know one of the kind of like peak moments had they won that game and won that series on that night. Uh, by all accounts, he's always seemed like a good guy. So I, I don't, I, I don't even like having these conversations so many years later because we should just be able to leave it at that. Um, nobody's going to argue that the Cubs having so many hitting coaches has been a good process, right? That, that, that you right. don't want that. The reason they have changed is because they felt things didn't work, but Albert has failed to hit pretty much every year since 2017 and in 2017 he was four percent above league average that's the best he's ever done he has basically never hit at the major league level to a league average level and oftentimes he's been way worse like extremely worse so when he's talking about 15 swing changes this and that And he even mentioned in one of the things, they wanted him to hit the ball in the air more. Albert, they wanted you to hit the ball in the air more because all you did was pound the ball to shortstop and ground into double plays.
3: You led the league in ground ball. Uh, I mean, they wanted you to
2: hit the ball in the air because your offensive profile was not tenable at the major league level, which he's proven every single year in the majors. And you want to talk about hitting coaches. He was with the Mets in 2021, only 47 games, but he was... He had a negative ten WRC plus, not e- not even positive, right? No, he's with the Reds now, and for whatever reason, they're talking about him figuring it out. He's got a ninety WRC plus. He's figured out nothing, right? That's buoyed by five home runs at Great American Ballpark. His numbers, I think, his OPS outside of Great American Ballpark is in the five hundreds. He's figured out nothing, so. What bothers me about this, and you kind of alluded to it, is one, it's just unnecessary. If he was asked a question that led him to this, whatever. Sometimes guys answer questions. But he had over 300 plate appearances with the Cubs three times. He got his chances, right? I would make a really strong argument that if he does not lead off that much in 2019, that team maybe makes the playoffs or they get closer to it. That's, that's a, a stance that I am willing, a hill that I'm willing to die on. But when we talk about the Cubs having too many hitting coaches, it's of course not a good thing. You want continuity. You want some of that to stick. But as you alluded to, then you get into a game of, okay, well, what are we giving credit for and what are we blaming them for, right? People talk about other guys not developing at the major league level. That's true in part. The counter to that is that for about a five-year period with the Chicago Cubs having been developed in their system, Chris Bryant was the third best hitter in baseball for like five years behind Mookie Betts and Mike Trout. Anthony Rizzo was traded by the San Diego Padres and for a decade has been one of the most consistent and productive hitters in Major League Baseball. Is that a credit to the Cubs? Is that, do they not get credit for that, but they get credit for the failures? This gets messy. At the end of the day, you're a Major League Baseball player. They want you to make the adjustments because they're trying to help you, right? Mm -hmm. And we've seen many guys have to do this. Javi's had to make swing adjustments, a ton of them. Wilson's made swing adjustments. KB, all these guys have made adjustments. Some of it it works, some of it doesn't. Some of the guys, like Albert, have never produced at the Major League level. So my opinion would be spare me putting it on the hitting coaches, Right. You well, got to take some, right. some accountability, not none. You can't take none. It's not the hitting coach's fault that he has never been a good major league hitter. It's just not.
1: He is the he was the first draft pick of Theo Epstein with the Cubs. Right, first round pick. If you if if he believes, and I I don't he didn't say this, but I'm just saying, based on what he was saying, he was talking about opportunities. Believe me. Theo Epstein, if anybody wanted his first draft pick with the Cubs to be a guy that would be successful, that's why he got all those leadoff chances. That's why he was given that opportunity to go out. Hey, you and Ian Hap, why do you guys go win that outfield spot? Like, yeah. show that you deserve it. And to Hap's credit, I give him – he went down to Iowa. I know he was not happy about being in Iowa – but he finally accepted what he was doing down there. He believed he was already a major league hitter. And he had already shown more power than Elmore had ever shown at the major league level.
3: That was the one thing you, you knew you'd get from Ian Happ.
1: But he was not happy about going down there. He went down there. He worked on it. And he's worked his way back. And now you see somebody who, it appears, has really turned his career around or, yes. or jump-started his career. I can't accept the part where he says he didn't get a chance with the Cubs. He, yeah, oh, all, all he of got those got too much of a chance. Too much of all of, a of those to guys a fault, got a chance. He got a chance. Yeah, all of those guys got a chance. And with they the Cubs. and
2: you know you're both you're both kind of talking about it. Like the Ian Happ thing is also a really good counter. To exactly what he's talking about. Ian Happ has been in the organization. He's been in the majors since 2017. He was drafted in 2015. So he's also had a bunch of different hitting coaches. Right? As you guys have both pointed out, he was sent down in a year where nobody expected that. And I'm sure he didn't like it. Right. And what has Ian Happ done? When we compare that to Albert Amora, Ian Happ, since 2017, has played at least some part in the major league level in every year since then. He has never... Been a below league average hitter, so do the Cubs get credit for that? He's been through the same process, and he has put in the work. He's grinded it out. He's accepted these changes. He's made a ton of swing changes. Ian Happ, right? He got sent down because he was swinging through too many pitches over the heart of the plate. That was the point when they sent him down. He worked on it. He fixed it. Right now, he's been one of the. We're talking about him getting into the All Star game,
4: right? It's it's a very
2: similar thing. So for one guy to be kind of blaming the organization and the other I don't I think you said this I don't know if we even need to give credit or blame to the coaches at, right. at some point it's on the players Ian Happ has put in the work he's made the adjustments he's come out on the other side Amora didn't you yeah.
1: try and you try and listen but ultimately if you're going to make it in the big leagues generally it's up to you
3: right I just to end it 2017 323 plate appearances 2018 479 plate appearances 2019, 363 play appearances. That's uh, well over 300 games. Like, and those
2: are on deeply competitive teams. Yes, like those are big time yes. innings and at bats.
3: The amount of times Cubs Cubs fans were were done with Albert Almora were was well past due. It was well past due. That if you want to talk about Theo and Jed not shaking up the roster. He is the prime example of oh, why, yeah. like, 2019 and 2020 happened and why we're honestly a big part of why we are in this position right now where they might trade off, sell off again at the deadline right. because they yeah. didn't move things earlier. When Theo- I don't know if they would have gotten anything significant for Albert Almora after 2018 in a 1.6 F war, but I'm just saying that they believed in guys like him way too long. Theo said that.
2: He said, yes. we stuck with these guys too long. When he says that, this is who he's talking about. And his
1: glove so. was never in question. We'll actually give Shane the last word on this. He says, I was part of the front office in Daytona when Al Mora was there. Super nice guy, agree with that. But he was never an offensive guy, even in the minors. So, like, again, that, your development there is going to fall on your own shoulders he when it's all, all said There, there was down. an
2: article I was on MLB.com, too, that he had at times sought you know, the council of other hitting coaches and people in other organizations that he knew. So that's also part of it, you know. You're going outside the organization as well, which a lot of guys do. Chris Bryant did as well with his dad, Mike. Like, so, again, it all just leads to the point that it's like, it's on you. You can Mm -hmm. seek as much advice as you want. You can take as much as you want. If you think they're tinkering too much, then you got to say that at some point, you know, like, but it's on you. And the results were never there. They were literally never there. I heard the magic jingle, which means
1: Ryan Herrera should be ready here in a second. Cody, what is your pick of the week on points bet before we get to Ryan?
3: Well, Luke, I I thought about it, and tomorrow I'm going to bet the Cubs. I I didn't bet the Cubs tonight. I didn't bet on the Reds either, but I did bet the Cubs the night before. (laughs) Tomorrow I'm going to bet the Cubs. You know why? Because I'm going to the game with my girlfriend where in our four-year relationship almost – Every game that we've ever gone to, the Cubs have won except for one time. So we're putting that on the line tomorrow, not responsibly. Which was
2: the one game?
3: It was one of the games this year. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's a rebound. Weren't you at the 20 to 5? We were at a 20 to nothing game. Or 20 to nothing. Yeah, we were at the 20 to to nothing game. uh, And the last game we went to, they won. Last three games we've gone to that me and her have gone to, won. So
1: But you're going again. Summertime Cody continues. Yeah. Well Corey and Brennan are both to the ball game. So
3: we're we're gonna go take advantage and go hang out in the bleachers with some of her friends. So if you be out at the ballpark tomorrow, let me know.
1: Give him a shout out. All right, let's get to Ryan Herrera. Ryan, can you hear us all right?
3: Yeah, how's it going guys?
1: Good, good. Hello, we just had a lot of uh, Albert Elmora chat about his interview with uh, Bruce Levine on the score. Uh, I was curious I know you reported before the game that Seiya was at the ballpark, seemed to be feeling good, and now he's heading out. Is that correct? He's heading out to his rehab assignment?
0: Yeah, he's heading out to he'll be going out to Iowa tomorrow uh, join that team. Um, Ross didn't give like a timetable specifically of like how many games Seiya will need, um, but he says that he's feeling good and that they're just gonna kind of listen to what Seiya says. Um, whether that's a week, whether that's 10 days. Um, yeah, that, that's no no timetable but say I will be starting his rehab tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that was my next question. I was wondering, is it like a week? Is it Would he be here next week? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't think it. you're down there for two weeks trying to get ready. I mean, he has been out a long time. Yeah. But I would think it's at least the rest of this week and the weekend that he's with Iowa. Minimum, right? I, I, it doesn't seem like with him being out that long – it could just be like a one game,
3: yeah. Type rehab yeah, assignment. I think so. It's going to be interesting. Like when he does play that week, with Morrell bouncing back tonight, and I know Jason Hayward has a knee issue. And I don't know if that's quotes around it, but whatever. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, well, that's you know. true.
1: That is true. Ryan, how was uh, how was Morrell feeling after the game? Did you guys see him? <laughs> because. Uh, <laughs> He said, he said he I, I wanted good, to text actually. you, and I wanted to text you to ask him if he wears a cup because I know uh, more uh, major leaguers do not wear a cup than I ever imagined. I found out a few years ago.
0: Um, that's that's not the question. He just kind of asked if he felt good, and he said he, he feels all right. Okay. All right. Uh, then maybe he does, but I think I think based. I mean, I don't know based on like how badly it looked, like it hurt. Maybe, yeah, maybe not, but. I mean, yeah, anyone that's played baseball, not wearing a cup, and has gotten one to the place you don't want to get a hit to knows how how bad that feels, so uh, but yeah, he said if he, he said he feels good, um I think uh you know the the throw home, the home run, everything kind of helps this thing go away a little more, uh, yeah, but he said he feels good,
1: yeah, I gotta tell you though, if he was really really hurting there three home runs wouldn't have made him feel better. Oh. You know, so if he was there talking to reporters, I'm gonna say he's all right. Yeah. Which hey, is great news.
3: Maybe just maybe just missed, but like, you know, yeah. you, you, you hit you foul pitch and and the dirt and it comes right back up and hits you in the shock. midsection. Yeah. That, yeah, a little that, shock that, if
1: that anything hurt. else. Yeah. Um what what did you think of Steele's outing tonight?
0: I think it was good. I think it was another solid outing, you know, not obviously his best. I mean, you know, those couple seven-inning, like one run, like he's had better outings. Um, you know, got into a little trouble there in the first, which uh, was it the first actually, yeah, I don't remember exactly what inning. Um, but obviously the, you know, getting out of the inning with the Morrell out was, was, was huge, and then um, you know, just later on in the game, obviously the inning that he got taken out, a little bit, a little bit more traffic. Um, he said he kind of lost feel for the four-seamer a little bit there and had to kind of try to find it. But, um, you know, I thought he, you know, he's getting a, a decent amount of whiffs um, and nothing looked so far off that he was like really struggling. Uh, I think it was you know, another solid outing. Uh, definitely again, can do, has done better and can do better, uh, which he kind of admitted like, you know, he, he kind of obviously wants to get better control of, especially of that 4 team. That's uh, so what he said after the game. Was like as far as like where he wants to go from here, uh, control the four seam because he said just everything else plays off that pitch. Which we, I think we've heard, you know, Ross say or other pitchers say about you know everyone, every pitcher, you know, like the, the fastball command is obviously the biggest thing because a lot of off speed, uh, you know, breaking balls they do play off the fastball as long as it's working well. Um, so I, I don't know. Yeah, he. Solid outing. He could do better, and I, I know he knows that. Uh, he wants to. Uh, Cody, real quick, one thing. Can you look to the right? Look to your right for me.
3: Me? Yeah, yeah. Cody, just look to look your to right. Look to my for me. look to my right. Like, yeah. Your Other right? At, at,
0: no, no, no. That's your left. There's like one big chunk of hair. I don't know if you can see it on the TV, just like sticking straight out. Well, he was doing
1: the he was doing the <laughs> I boat was, life
3: today, I man. Was, I was on a boat today. He was My on hair is a speedboat. His hair up. was
1: like flying up like this today. Oh, I do
2: see what he needs. It kind of you know, looks like he camera, has a man yeah. bun. If you yeah. look at the, oh, yeah. it looks yeah. like look you get a man thing. bun because if you turn the
0: camera. <laughs> well, that's is that the alfalfa?
1: That's a combo of sunscreen, spotted cow.
2: I mean, these guys got Ryan, a missing cooler. Why would you bring Gelada? us up? We don't, have, we don't have a hair and makeup department <laughs> yeah. here. We're, yeah, we're doing man. it live. Right. Not yet. We'll do not it
3: live. We'll we are a CHGO, we We're unbuttoned. I mean, I could have exactly. worn my swim trucks and tank top today. You almost
1: did. He almost, almost did. did. I could have yeah.
3: one up yeah. Summer Peck. That's right. Ooh. Summer didn't color, want, he didn't was want like, these
1: not. tan lines are are not safe for the audience, so we're going to just keep it to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so should we get into who you got? Ryan, are you good with that? Because uh, your guy's out so of it, but you, night. it looks like you and Corey may decide this. Out. And yeah. I would say there's three ways it could play out. One, I win with Ian Happ. <laughs> Two, okay. Cody wins with Wisdom. Or Horner. Or Horner, I mean. Or three, we, we each get a point. Cody and I each get a point. Now, my guy was on base four times. Yeah had an RBI double. And what else did he do? No, that's it, right? Yeah. He was on yeah, he was on no. base four Hat times wins. and had an RBI double. It's a pretty good night. It's a pretty good night. But what did Horner have?
3: He had a he had a walk and a two run.
2: More uh, one more RBI. One more yeah. RBI. I run but, but not on key.
1: base as many times. You don't want to give me credit for the uh he was hit by pitch once. Same amount kind of, of, of
2: total bases, I think.
1: I'm willing think to. I'm two. willing to give a point to everyone. Well, to Cody and I.
0: Mm. Nah, nah, we'll give it. I say
1: only half.
2: On, only gotta, half. Got to keep Cody. Corey wow. Corey's I'm disagreeing. We that. have a. We I, have think a I, hung I think jury. I. Hung jury would have taken. If if I had to pick one, I think I would give it to Nico. So I think if anything, we're doing both. Is, is well, Brendan the in go the comments? Ahead Let us know, Brendan. Well, he's going to say Nico. That's not fair. <laughs> Brendan's biased. Exactly.
0: Hap, Hap, Hap had the go ahead RBI. The event, you know, the, the go ahead right, RBI right. club's never now,
1: again. Now Marcus is saying it's a tie, so we should each get one.
2: Ryan and I also get a oh. point. No, you guys <laughs> yeah. do not no. I think so. oh. guys, Let's not go too far. There's now.
1: no world that that happens.
0: I'll, I'll be honest. I'm just trying to keep Cody like within a couple points of me. So if he gets a point, oh, I get a point.
1: But if that's the case, it's ten. It would be ten. There he is. Told you. Seven, right? Objectively. He's
2: not he's biased. You can't I mean I said Nico too, but Brendan can't be taken seriously. And Brendan
1: took Sogard, so I mean you can't even He's gonna kill you. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, Okay. So he certainly doesn't get a point. I I will accept (laughs) us each getting a point. I will accept that.
1: All right, we each get a point. So you're at eleven.
3: I'm at eleven and you're at eight.
1: And I'm at an eight, and Ryan's at eight.
3: Yes, but you, we're, we're both
0: giving points now. Is that what we decided? We're, we're giving out two points. I don't, I don't think quitting. I don't think I, in I the we, times that I I've been on here
2: and done who you got, I if you told me that I don't even have a hit between all of them, I'd believe you. I know uh, I took wisdom for one game. He didn't have a hit. Well,
3: Jared and Corey both. Velasquez
2: didn't have one. They tonight. are 17
1: games under 500. It's not easy to pick a winner every well, night. Well, you right. guys
2: are having some success. Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> But sometimes we're accepting a guy just getting on base. Right.
2: <laughs> one time, Joey almost
3: won being, with, with Hayward. And that That's was, right. That game was just bad.
1: Jokingly picked Hayward, and they were like, he might win with Hayward.
3: <laughs> or what about that one time Ryan almost won with Andrelton Simmons? Yeah.
1: Because we gave oh, him. Yeah. No, I, I didn't, didn't make a pick, and we gave him to you as a joke. And then it was like, again, he was winning.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he was winning for like the first like half of the game. I think he had like a hit, and no one else did. Like, I might actually win this thing. Yeah.
1: All right, we'll 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 divvy it up tonight. Um Kyle Hendricks goes on Thursday, seven and a third, no runs against Saint Louis and his last start looked good. Frankly, he owns the Cardinals for his career and he's done really well against the Padres this season. He's had like four at least four now really, really good starts this season. Like yeah, there been there don't get me wrong, there've been some bombs, but now you can say there's people, everybody's been in the chat today like we want more than five innings he's had at least four really good starts this season so uh some people don't want to hear it but trade value up
3: yeah after the last start his trade value is uh, the stock is rising Uh, i am sad to say that uh but he he's not been good against the reds uh i am still going to take the cubs tomorrow to win but he has not been great against the reds uh his last start against the Reds, four innings, four and one homer. Yeah, you he know did, he so. did have a six inning
1: one run against the Reds this year, I think, right? Or Was that last season?
3: Uh, I'd have to bring it up. I'm just looking I at think his he last also ten starts.
1: He's been he had one not good. I the four for four, and then I think yeah. there was a six inning one run. So
3: okay
2: and we'll see it's it's been an interesting year for him it's uh also even just looking at the splits like he has not been better at Wrigley which is pretty rare for him historically he he was always nails Mm -hmm. at Wrigley Field but you know Ryan we talked about it with Brendan on uh late on Friday night after that game in St. Louis (laughs) like vintage Kyle is still clearly in there it's just about you know kind of finding that consistency with his mechanics and everything so you know pretty much like every start until he you know if he can kind of get on a roll like until that point you're kind of just hoping that that's the the Kyle that shows up on on a given night but I maybe hopefully like you know Steele and Thompson have looked good against this red offense a lot of strikeouts in these last couple games for those guys so hopefully we see a similar version of Kyle that we saw on Friday night in St. Louis.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, uh, you you mentioned the consistency, and I think that's kind of been always one, especially with that fastball. And like again, we talked about it, Corey, like you mentioned. But like you go look at like his heat maps or his pitch charts and whatever. It's like whenever the fastball is not consistent, that's you go look at the box score and that's when he gets blown up. Um, so that's obviously I think that's what we talk about every single time. But just him coming out and establishing that fastball is is key for him. Um, just to you know get through and, and, you know, St. Louis, it was there. Obviously San Diego a couple months ago it was there I and mean, just all his good starts. You can see that fastball playing um, the way he wants to play. So that's very obviously the, uh, the, the expectation or the hope that you know when Kyle Hendricks pitches tomorrow, that that's what you go into. Also stay on the lookout. Me and uh, me and the pitch doctor, we got a little, a little something we're going with uh, Kyle Hendricks. Uh, that'll, that'll, that'll probably come out Friday morning. But we got a little me and me and the pitch doctor are, are um we're in the lab, we're we're mixing chemicals when, or whatever, whatever. Uh, you know com We
2: mentioned before, yeah. uh-huh. if you're if you're not signed up at all the stuff when you guys team up, your writing is is good on its oh. own. But like the Swarmer piece, the Keegan Thompson slider piece, I don't even know what this Kyle Hendricks thing is gonna be, but it's it's gonna be can't miss based on the precedent.
3: And oh, yeah. now now I'm definitely all in on the Cubs winning tomorrow, because if the Cubs win tomorrow, Kyle Hendricks is having a good start, which means that everyone's going to want to read this article coming from allCHGO.com. That's a good call. We're just all coming together here. Slam the Cubs tomorrow on your points bet app. Responsibly, of course. <laughs> I've, I I digress. And while you're there, get yourself a free
1: shirt because you signed up from the CHGO locker. Hell yeah, get that Chicago, right.
3: hey, what do you, hey, Chicago, what do you say shirt? Sure. Or the, the new Skyline shirt. We'll get a couple of them. Right? Go buy site. a few sock shirts yeah. for your friends who are morons. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> shot. A shot out the door before we leave. Uh, I'm just kidding in a way. Hey, one last question,
1: Ryan. Do you? Th- we've seen so many different lineup uh, scenarios this season play out. Do you think we all kind of like tonight's lineup going in? Do you think we'll see it again tomorrow or something very similar to it?
0: Uh, I think we can. Um, I know we uh, – I think Morrell had started like 30 straight games of yeah. games he played or something like that lead off. Um, like that's where he was positioned for a while. Am I even on the screen? Um, and then, you know, Ross kind of talked about putting him down at in, in, in the nine hole, you know, help him just kind of focus on maybe even one, one less at bat, you know, focus on his timing, um, which you saw kind of play today. Um, as far as that. Yeah. I, I think, I think you'll see something similar. I think, uh, you know, Ortega didn't have a, his greatest night today, but he's been hitting the ball well. Um, you know, having good at bats and and uh, could definitely see him again right there in the leading off. Obviously, Contreras number two. Um, yeah, I think I think the the lineup makeup will look pretty similar, if not the exact same. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Bodie gets a day off or or. Right. Uh, you know, whatever happens, who knows? But, yeah, I, th- I think you can see, I think we're starting to see more consistent lineup construction than what, like, the first month plus was. Um, yeah, I, I think, and especially with morale, the, the night he had at the nine hole, um, I think I think, especially him kind of keeping that consistent uh, and seeing what he can do and seeing if he can kind of turn things around is going to be, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine a, a similar spot tomorrow.
1: Sounds good. Cubs win 8-3 to three over the Reds. Uh, Ryan will be back at the ballpark. Corey and Brendan with the post-game show on Thursday night,
3: correct? Yes, sir. Uh, Me and Stucky back on Friday?
1: Yeah, after uh, some summertime vibes tomorrow. Ooh. Maybe maybe some more boating. Perhaps. Again, look, look for Cody at the game.
3: Yeah, I'll be at the game tomorrow. Left field bleachers. I'm, I look I need for to the guy to, with the Jordans. Yeah, I need to go to Obvious shirts and get that right field suck shirt. Oh, you're gonna get a new one. Well,
1: you always wear some
3: of our I, swag. I, yeah, I, I probably I, I do like to wear our swag though too. Or
1: our, we got we haven't shown it yet. We got a points bet shirt now.
3: We do have a points bet shirt. Uh-huh. I could do uh-huh. that. And just Very stick it to the Cubs nice. and the, yeah. the DraftKings uh, sports book. Walk built right past
1: that <laughs> with the points bet. Yeah. Uh, thanks for checking mm. out the CHGO Cubs post game show presented by PointsBet. Don't forget to use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. Make sure you get uh, that membership so you can read Ryan's work all the time.
3: All the time. Cubs win. Fly the
1: W. We'll see you tomorrow.